Hello everyone, my name is Brendan Moore. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator, and welcome to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. Today, I'd like to talk about the guy who started it all, George Lucas. Now, I've said a lot about him on this podcast in various episodes. But I think today I'd like to talk about my perception of him and also the public's perception of him. So, where to begin? Well, let's go back to when George Lucas was at the University of Southern California. It was there that George established friendships with others who would play a large role in the film industry, such as the editor Walter Murch, the cinematographer, Caleb Deschanel, who's Zoe Deschanel's dad, by the way, uh, the filmmaker John Milius, who made uh, uh, Conan the Barbarian, among other films, the writing team of Willard Hick and Gloria Katz. Hal Barwood, the creator of the Monkey Island Lucasfilm games. The list goes on. George Lucas, at that time, made the determination that he would not be a Hollywood filmmaker. Even from the very beginning, he was staunchly against Hollywood. There is a video you can find online of an interview with George Lucas in about 1971. uh, Spending a lot of the interview ragging on Hollywood. And talking about how they stifle creativity and he didn't want to be any part of that because they want to control his work. More on that later. But George Lucas's goal, from the very beginning, was to not be Hollywood. And has he achieved his dream? Well, I think so. It is ironic that the man who did not want any part of Hollywood achieved his dream, but also became the king of Hollywood. What do I mean by that? I think George Lucas completely changed Hollywood. Very ironic for the most successful independent filmmaker of all time. George became independent. He achieved his dream. And at the same time, his success completely changed Hollywood. So let's talk about his early films. I did mention these on an earlier podcast. His first feature film was the 1971 film THX 1138, based on the short film he made as a student. The short film, Electronic Labyrinth THX 1138, 4EB, is is available on YouTube. I'd say check it out. I would say check out the feature film. If you're looking for something a bit more in that bleak, dystopian, 
70 sci-fi. One might argue that that was maybe the first film to do that. Uh, to start this dystopian trend, maybe. Uh, the movie was not well received by critics, by audiences, it didn't make a lot of money, and even the studio, uh, even the company American Zoetrope that funded the film didn't like it. So it really didn't have much success. It has achieved some success more recently. Uh, and now is considered a cult classic. And then, of course, George Lucas goes on to make American Graffiti. A much more lighthearted movie about an end of an era. The end of the good old days. Um, kind of the end of America, in a way. And that's a, that's a movie I would highly recommend. That is a, a blast. Yet again, the studio, the company system, because it, it's not really studio necessarily, but yet again, it took some persuasion. The guy, Ned Tannen, the guy at Universal who was responsible for distributing the film, wasn't too keen on it, even though the audiences that got to see it loved it. Tannen finally relented and the movie was released. To great reviews, made great money, and was nominated for a slew of Academy Awards. Including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Screenplay. From there, George Lucas was able to make his space fantasy a reality. And the success of American Graffiti convinced Alan Ladd Jr. at Fox to greenlight Star Wars. And the rest is history. Star Wars was not, is not an independent film because it was made with the money from Fox. Let, let me define really quick what an independent film is. I used to be confused on this and here's what an independent film is. An independent film is a movie that is made using money that does not come from one of the major studios. The studios distribute the film in theaters, but they're not actually the ones that made it. So any movie that is made with money other than from the studio is an independent film. In fact, most of the Oscar winners for Best Picture recently have been independent films. The companies make them on, with their own money or sometimes it's funded by the, the director, sometimes it's crowdsourced. As long as the money does not come from one of the studios, it's an independent film. THX 1138 and American Graffiti were not studio films. They were independent films. Star Wars, however, was not independent. Because the money to make it came from Fox.
And oh boy, did they get a return on their investment. <laughs> now, this is very interesting. During the time of the release of Star Wars, I believe only three films prior to Star Wars had opened without opening credits. Fox allowed Lucas to not have opening credits in Star Wars. And, you know, that's very common nowadays to go right into the movie without opening credits, but back then it was unheard of. Or nearly unheard of. Now, in The Empire Strikes Back, Lucas wanted to do that again. But for some reason, Fox said, nope, we need opening credits. And George is like, no way. And they're like, you're going to put opening credits in this movie. And George basically said, well, screw you. I'm out of here. He quit the Director's Guild. He quit the unions. He quit Hollywood and funded the movie with his own money. And The Empire Strikes Back was an independent film. And from then on, Star Wars was independent until Lucas sold it to Disney. However, even to this day, it is still an independent studio. It is The Star Wars movies are still independent films because the money does not come from Disney. The money comes from Lucasfilm, and that's the company. Therefore, therefore the new movies are independent films. George Lucas achieved his dream of breaking away from Hollywood. And this allowed him to make the prequels without any interference. And I think he was also able to make Return of the Jedi without a lot of interference. And now let's discuss, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, you know what? For so many years, it was the classic idea of Star Wars is great, but the prequels suck. And everybody ragged on George Lucas. You remember what was going on. You remember just how much he became public enemy number one. And any discussion of the prequels immediately turned into George Lucas used to be a great filmmaker, but isn't anymore. That's the argument we'd make. Why do good directors go bad? Yada, yada, yada. Now, I'm not here to defend George Lucas and say that he didn't do anything wrong. Now, let's be clear. It's all a matter of opinion. The prequels exist, and you can either like them or dislike them. The new movies exist, and you can either like them or dislike them. Heck, the original trilogy exists, and you can either like it or dislike it. Now, sometimes when we don't like a movie, we try to come up with excuses. Oh, the prequels are bad because George Lucas had too much money. Oh, the prequels are bad because nobody told George Lucas no. Now, some of these things might be true. But, 
Those factors do not automatically make a bad move. You have seen directors in the history of film who had all the power, all the money, all the prestige, and they turned out great movies. It's not a matter of that. It's a matter of making movies that people like. Now, a good movie and a bad movie are not objective. They do not exist objectively. It is all up to the viewer. Now, I enjoy the prequels for what they are. I like The Phantom Menace. I like Revenge of the Sith. I don't like Attack of the Clones. But I'm not going to rag on George Lucas for that. Now, I used to. Heaven knows, I used to rag on George Lucas just as much as everybody else did. Well, this guy doesn't know what he's doing, he doesn't know how to make a film, he doesn't know. You know, he should have done this, he should have done that, you know. We all try to basically say what he should have done. We've all been guilty of that. But let me just say, George Lucas is an artist. He makes the art that he wants to make. I don't think we should begrudge him the fact that he wants to make his own art. I think that George Lucas, at once upon a time, was a great hero in film. And then, because of the prequels and a lot of people not liking them, he became almost public enemy number one. It was crazy. Now, let's talk about the more positive side of this. In recent years, the prequels have gotten more love than they ever got. The reason I believe that is because a generation of younger folks who saw the prequels in theaters when they were little kids or watched them at home when they were little kids, their perspective is different. I don't mean that every one of them loves the prequels. I just mean that maybe they're not as harsh on them as we older fans are. And to them, George Lucas is not public enemy number one. And I think this evolution has been good both for the prequels and for George Lucas. Now, I am not sitting here to tell you you should change your opinions on the prequels. No, no. If you don't like them, fine. But let us not be unkindly disposed toward those who do like them. Those who are now more comfortable coming out and saying they like them. Once upon a time, saying you like the prequels was a bad thing. Unless you're like a little kid. But now, I think people can be more open about that. As for George Lucas, the love for George Lucas has returned. Yes, some of us older fans may still grumble about George. 
But the truth is, I think that attitudes have changed toward him. And I am glad because the truth is, regardless of our feelings on the prequels, George Lucas created something that is truly marvelous. George Lucas created this universe that we're still talking about to this day. A man of vision, a man of truly deep understanding of human psychology. George Lucas is a genius. Yes, he stumbled, in my opinion, with some of the prequels. Yes, yes. Most of them, yeah. Just for me personally, he did stumble a bit. But the truth is, I think without the prequels, Star Wars would not be as big as it is now. And I am just very, very happy to see that the Star Wars fandom is embracing George Lucas instead of framing him as an outcast like we used to. Unfortunately, I feel that our attitudes toward George cause him to be very sad about it. Maybe he wouldn't have sold Lucasfilm to Disney if we had generally responded better to the prequels. I think we made George a bit sad. He's still a bit burned by the attitudes that people had, and it's okay to criticize the art, because that's our job, is to be critical of art. To look at it with a critical eye. But I think some of the attacks we made on George Lucas were wrong. I think George Lucas is a genius. I am very pleased with Star Wars. I'm glad he made the prequels. Okay, were they, the, were they what I wanted? No. But I'm glad he did it. And I'm glad that he has the courage to follow his dreams. Even if others don't agree with what he wants to do. Those are my thoughts on George Lucas. Let me know what you think about this guy. Hopefully what I've said makes sense. To see the evolution of George Lucas from genius to pariah to genius. That for me, he is and will always be one of the great visionaries in the history of cinema. My name is Brendan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my bed later, and thank you for tuning in to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.